Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we are talking with Aaron Donnelly. Aaron is the parenting editor for Yahoo Life and is based in Austin, Texas. Prior to this role, she spent more than 10 years as a London correspondent covering entertainment, fashion, beauty, travel, and lifestyle for outlets such as Refinery29, Pop Sugar, Playboy, and Elle. Hi, Aaron. So nice to talk with you. Hi, Angela. Great to be here. Yeah. So, how is Texas? And do you miss London? Texas is very, very hot right now. Um, kind of unbearable to go outside. And Ugh. I do miss London. We just went a few weeks ago, or I guess a couple of weeks ago, just to visit friends. And, you know, I'm always trying to like figure out how I could, you know, what if I was like, a, you know, not by coastal, but like <laughs> right. I was Jason born and I just lived internationally with a young child and uh, <laughs> would that be great? Yes. Um, we'll talk some more yeah. about London, definitely. But I would love if you could start by walking us through your career, you know, how you ended up in London and then came back to the U.S. Have you always been covering lifestyle journalism, too? Yeah, so uh, just to go way, way back, I majored in journalism at University of Texas and um, had my most uh, significant internship was at Texas Monthly, which I still subscribe to and will always think uh-huh. on as like the most, um, you know, the proudest, uh, like I'm so proud of the work that I got to do there and the team, so many of those editors are still there. 20 years later, but um, I just have so much uh, respect for that publication. And they really advocated for me to take that next step. As I was graduating, I stayed on, um, I think, after graduation and continued to intern for a few months. And they connected me to a former intern who had never been on a plane until she moved to New York and worked for you know, at that time was working for Mary Claire. And she literally said, uh, get your butt up to New York. And so I did. Oh, wow. I um, moved to New York with no, like I found a, an apartment and then had three weeks to like actually move there. So I didn't have time to like job hunt or anything. And um, so I just went up there and then kind of had a couple of random jobs, one of which was like, publishing company that did like a guide to like movie and tv locations in new york and okay so it was a lot of watching sex in the city <laughs> during the <laughs> run and then making notes of like where they went sounds like a bad job <laughs> yeah and then that allowed i had the freedom to freelance on the side so i did some guidebook writing for a company called shecky's which at the time was known for like doing bar guides in in new york and okay and then when they were looking to hire someone full time, uh, someone recommended me and I got that job. And then suddenly I was editor of these good books and I think it was wow. 25. <laughs> wow. It was a good crash course because it was very fast paced and very like people looking over your shoulder at what you're typing. And I did that. I worked there for um, maybe three years and then was fortunate in that my grandfather was Irish, so I was able to 
get Irish citizenship um, oh, through wow. descendancy. And I think it was just kind of burnt out of that like fast paced New York lifestyle. I was working all the time. And so I wanted to freelance. And so then I, you know, it was a long process of getting my citizenship, but that really like moving abroad um, coincided with my freelance career. And, you know, as a freelance- yeah, But you went to London instead of Ireland. Yes. Uh, so okay. I had done study abroad in school in England, in Leicester, which nobody has heard of, but um, <laughs> the, uh, unless you're a football fan, I guess. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I had still had friends there and I always, I, you know, I do love big cities. So um, moving to London just seemed like the, the next uh, move for me. And okay. uh, and there was a lot of opportunities because some of my freelance clients were like, oh, well, you, you know, you could cover this. So I started covering London Fashion Week or press junkets or even things that were in, you know, Paris or Berlin, things like that. Wow. Um, did some press trips. Um, so it was a good um, spot. And I think covering, have I always covered lifestyle? Yes, but that what that has looked like has been ranged from like fashion to dating to travel to um uh entertainment to now parenting so I feel like as a freelancer you're always like yes I (laughs) I know all about that (laughs) right uh, I will do that and that's you know I've kind of fallen into these different niches but I think I've always been where I need to be so now I'm a mom and I never sought out parenting jobs but it just fell you know it just happened around the same time that I you know started covering parenting for Yahoo I did move back to the states in 2019 a few months before the pandemic uh, thankfully and I've been full-time with Yahoo for uh, since then okay so before we talk about that what are some of your most memorable stories or experiences in Europe I would say number one is doing the, uh, getting to ride on the Orient Express, which was a press oh, trip wow. for the movie Murder on the Orient Express. Um, at the time I was doing a lot of entertainment writing for Refiner29 and a few other publications. Mm-hmm. And so this particular trip, I was living in London and they flew us to Venice, which is the most magical city in the world. Yes, it and, is. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's like bad enough would have been fine. And, um, <laughs> Then we took the train and that's just something that I never in a million years, it it just seems so high in the sky in a million years would I, I would never think that I would get to do that on my own. Um, It was such a great opportunity. And I think like with freelancing, um, you get to like seize those opportunities. I don't know how the pandemic has changed that because I haven't freelanced since uh, before the pandemic, but where getting to interview Valentino for London Fashion Week or going to Paris to uh, for a Karl Lagerfeld event or going to the set of Wonder Woman, those things that are just, you know, pinch me moments. But yeah. Things that are like, is this really my job? I'm getting paid for this, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start working for Yahoo in London then when you were in London? So I started, I think in 2018 and um, they were looking for someone. It, again, the being in London was an advantage. I had done this previously with Refinery29, but because you are working, waking earlier, 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like for them, great to have like someone who can start the day, start writing. Everybody else wakes up and there's, you know, four articles up already um, just to kind of like cover, you know, part of that 24 seven news yeah. coverage. So I did that for them where it was like a daily kind of just mostly covering like breaking or trending news in the lifestyle space okay. and then I had my son that October and um at a certain point I was like wow it's really hard to have a baby <laughs> <laughs> at first you think your life's away. going to be just the same right yeah <laughs> you're like yeah. oh <laughs> and then so when I said you know I think I need to move back to the states I was able to work it out with them that I could come on full time because of course, moving back to the States means needing health insurance and being that responsible mom. And uh, (laughs) so it just worked. I I think it was very good timing that I came when I did pre-pandemic, you know, um, and that I was able to transition to a full-time role and yeah, it's been great ever since. So you ended up as a parenting editor and you were learning to parent at the same time, <laughs> probably? <Yes. laughs> yeah. So for a couple of years, I was kind of doing what I would call a generalist, covering different topics, a lot of mental health. Uh, during the pandemic, I launched this series that we're still doing called The Unwind, where we interview high-profile people, mostly celebrities, about like their mental health practices and mm what that looks like as we're all, you know, going through it. And then a companion series called So Many Ways, which is also still ongoing. And we've gotten, you know, some really great names. Oh, So Many Ways is like um, a parenting, uh, talking to celebrity parents or parenting experts. So obviously everyone knows what Yahoo is, but can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit more about Yahoo Life and the media department for the company? Sure. So Yahoo broadly, we see it as like a guide to like everything that's happening in the world, whether that's entertainment, wellness, culture, we have original, our original content that we write in-house. And we also have like such huge network of partners like Time, NBC News, Washington Post, New York Times, um, People Magazine. We also have the live blogs for breaking news, videos, newsletters, podcasts. Within that ecosystem um yahoo life is the destination for wellness and enthusiasts and more health style and parenting Mm -hmm. so those are big um, news buckets what do you feel sets yahoo apart from other outlets i mean we have an advantage in that we have such a huge partner network like the ones i just mentioned so that in a way it kind of frees us from you might read an article from Time, but it'll have like an, a Yahoo URL. And sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, oh, this Yahoo article. And it's like, no, it's, it's a Time <laughs> article appearing right, really- on Yahoo. So that kind of covers our bases a lot because we don't have to reinvent the wheel in terms of like, say, if USA Today has done an explainer on what is swimmer's ear for some, I don't know, for mm-hmm. some reason, or what is this thing? Um, we don't need to write that article ourselves. Uh, It is already appearing on Yahoo. We can, we can do the next level. So for instance, one big series that I've been working on, um, 
since signing on as parenting editor is infertility and the, just the process of assisted conception, whether that means like surrogacy or egg donation, whatever that looks like. And so we can, you know, lean on partners who have covered like the basic, like what is IVF or right. their own stories. And we can kind of do more like source driven stories. So that might be, we've taught, we did a story that actually did really well um, on women over, over 45 who had babies, even though like a doctor will tell you that that's extremely rare, um, but it happens and we see it in pop culture. We see like a Hillary Swank or a Rachel Weisz, like, and just kind of sharing those stories. I was really astonished. Like the comments on that were, um, we had so many comments from people who said, oh yeah, I did you know, I had my baby at 46 and, you know, wow. we're great. So it's really, that's probably my favorite part of the job is like just sharing those sort of stories. So what do you think are the biggest challenges facing parents today? Right now, it seems like the childcare system is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? I sat in on a call with the White House um, because they are uh, developing new support, financial support for people who are in childcare programs, which will be great. But there are so many, it's only benefiting people who are in this specific program. And I think states have to approve it. <laughs> so it's still like, feels yeah. like there's so much red tape. Um, so I would love to talk a little bit about the PR profession. And how we as PR pros can best help you do your job. And if you have any pet peeves, I'm assuming you get tons of pitches in your email every day. I do get tons. I would say maybe fewer than five per day are stuff that is actually relevant to my work or, or something that I want to act on. But I will say like I, so I'll get a lot of parenting experts and I always, if I'm not working on something, if I have a freelancer who's working on that story, I will forward that to a freelancer. So I may not like need to respond to the BR person. Right. I'll be like, Hey, this might be a good person for your story. And it's in motion or, but I always file it. So I have like a email Mm -hmm. uh, folder. So one thing I get a lot is um, commerce stuff. So like products, but mm. we have, Yahoo has a separate commerce team. Okay. They, anything like we don't do gift guides. Do you not even ever. have to pay attention to affiliate marketing then on your site at all either? No. Okay. Right. So I would say my only big pet peeve with PR is because we do like interviews um, often with celebrities. Um, I don't like, well, I will not never send you the questions in advance like, right. for a celebrity interview. Like, and then some, some PRs, I always question like, is it the celebrity or their PR? Yeah. But um, if they push, you know, get really upset about it. Um, mm. But I, I feel like that standard practice with journalism. Completely. Um, Are there a lot that ask for the questions? It happens. Okay. And sometimes you say, oh, I'm sorry, we can't um, send questions in advance, but, you know, you can kind of give a sense of like general. Right, right. Talk, you know, we're talking about parenting. So um, 
I'm not, you know, I never do like a, a gotcha. <laughs> like, right. It's like usually pretty safe. So um, the best PR relationships I have are when it's, you know, you have like a, a respect for each other. So yes, I want to interview the superstar, but their time is not more valuable than mine. Right. And especially when I have a, a child <laughs> and yeah. like trying to have some sort of work-life balance, but like sometimes it happens where they reschedule 300 times in a row or, mm. oh, we can't do it. Now we need to do it at 7 PM at night. And <sighs> you like, well, I have to pick up my, you know, it's just not right. And, or when if we're interviewing a celebrity and sometimes they are pegged to like a campaign or whatnot, you know, or a movie or, you know, they're always promoting something. Right. When PRs want you to basically, or try to turn it into like a marketing advertorial. Like an ad or something. Right. Right. Like, oh, she needs to say fast acting relief. And it's like, well, uh. she didn't say that. Um, I'm not adding it in and I don't for you. So, you know, I can't, you know, we live in such an ever-changing digital landscape with new social channels and AI. Have you jumped into using AI tools or exploring that world yet? Or is Yahoo? I know Yahoo. Yes. The powers of be at Yahoo (laughs) all over it because we, you know, I think TechCrunch is also part of Yahoo. And so, right. Right. So yes, they are definitely on top of, um, looking exploring like are there benefits to it in any way how will this affect media all that stuff Mm -hmm. Um, personally I am probably the only person that hasn't really played around with it that much um but I you know just try to keep my tabs on it like I I'm always like, I guess my horror story is that like a writer would send and a story that was AI, but I'd like to think that I would know. Um but I think it is like a concern for parents. Um, so we've kind of approached that in some of our parenting articles. It's like mm. we've done how to touch your kids about AI and media literacy, which I think is like a huge issue. Social media overall is like a huge issue, but kids today are seeing things that we didn't see right? Um, and taking it for granted. And it's, um, it can be dangerous. Um, also like chat GBT and cheating, like talking to your kids about that, how to, you know, what to look for. That's good to know. We'll keep watching your articles coming out for some more guidance on that. And um, looking at your career as a whole, what are you the most proud of to this point? Oh my gosh. Um, I think that, you know, this sounds cheesy. I always want to be a writer always. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And uh, I mean, in an FBI profiler. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a crude, are you a true crime junkie then too? <laughs> we actually talked about this in our work meeting today. I'm not a true crime junkie. I'm okay. a law order junkie. I don't okay. like actual like real despair or that I don't find that turns me off, you know? Yeah. But, although I guess Texas Monthly, they have a writer, Skip Hollinsworth, who, um, Think he's had some stories option but he does true crime in texas and i do get sucked into those stories um yeah but um they're usually like quite old you know like 25 right. years this thing happened but 
I, um, yeah, but I do like Law and Order, Silence of the Lambs. But I think I, I just feel like really grateful. I mean, obviously like working in media is, <laughs> it can be stressful and chaotic and, yes. um, but I feel so grateful that, you know, I'm 20 years into my career and I'm still a writer and That's amazing. Um, I feel like, wow, I'm, it worked out. Um, yes. So, a testament to your hard work. Yeah. And I think one thing that I'm also proud of is, or if you, people say, what's your advice is like everything that I've done has come from one moment, but also like one idea where I was working at Texas monthly as an intern and there's a lot of grunt work, you know, it's like calling right. the restaurants and this is still your address that you know, <laughs> right. $10 for a talk, you know, whatever. And, um, the, it was, there would be opportunities where sometimes our supervisor would be like, do you want to fact check restaurant listings or transcribe or whatever, you know, task there was, or do you want to, so-and-so might have a project. I don't know what it is. And just mm-hmm. always saying, I'll do that mm-hmm. without even knowing what it was that always, that's how I got my first byline, like a reporting byline for a cover story. And then you meet, you know, you work more closely with an editor and then they give you more, Yes, uh, you know, and then that's how you stand out. But really but, taking those risks and being willing to, and, and developing those relationships. Yeah. Just kind of like sticking your neck out a little bit. Yeah. I love that. Well, how can our listeners connect with you online and follow your work? Um, I am terrible at social media, but <laughs> I, the best way is on Twitter. Um, my handle is just my name at Aaron Donnelly. Okay. And um, I do sometimes share articles on Twitter, um, yahoo.com slash lifestyle, you know, Thanks. parenting archives or we're all the magic, all our original content. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you. Thank you for all the insight. No, you're welcome. It was fun to, I I have so few adult conversations. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for this episode of Media in Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time.